It's a new day. Yes, it is. I am Vaughn Johnson. You got me mad now. You know, you got a bad pickle. Feeling good. Well, all the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. We ride the bad pickle in the arena. With my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick Bacone. That's me. I don't know where the kid is that was riding it, but he ain't on it when they brought it to the ring. Tomorrow, I'll you can kick your face off. I'm down with that. Kick your But I don't like it when things are going my way. Don't you dare be sour! He don't know nothing else. <laughs> hey, you know that wrestling, but he know that wrestling, bro. <laughs> give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What's up, ladies and gentlemen out there in this net, man? And welcome to episode 251 of The Straight Shooters. My name is Born Johnson. And I'm joined as always by my main man, Pots and Pans, Nick Pacone, Philly voice and Philly influencer. And we got yet another fantastic show ahead of us tonight. We're going to talk about current events. I know the last couple of weeks we've done off and on some of these deep dives. Uh, we did one about No Holds Barred, the movie last week. Uh, it was a dope show. If you are interested in that kind of thing, go check it out. But this week we're going to talk about some current events because a lot has happened since we last recorded. Uh, we're going to talk about AEW NXT ratings. We're going to talk about AEW and concussions. We're going to talk about WWE and their terrible classification of the wrestlers, of, of, been, of them being independent contractors and how that's getting some uh, mainstream attention, especially from a particular politician. But before we get into all of that, let me do my weekly check in my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick Pacone. How you doing tonight, my good brother? Feeling a little normal tonight, Vaughn. It's uh, I got Thursday night football to my right. I've got the Phillies game to my right. Um, kind of just waiting for their inevitable collapse against the Marlins. But nonetheless, uh, tonight on September tenth, twenty twenty, a little sense of normalcy in in this what's been a crazy year. Um, I know we're far from the end of the coronavirus pandemic, but. Uh, tonight, hopefully, is a good night for our show. Oh, it's always good nights for our show. No doubt. True that. But, yeah, I also have Thursday Night Football up on my TV screen. And as much as this feels normal to see Thursday Night Football on, uh, I look. they show a shot of Andy Reid, and he's got that big face mask over yeah. his face. And he was yeah. reminded of, like, oh, it ain't that normal. And he's got his things all fogged up on the, <laughs> he's breathing yeah. into it. So <laughs> that's, that's an interesting thing he has to deal with. Uh doesn't seem fun, but uh, yeah, Thursday Night Football is on. We got, I saw this earlier, somebody called this the North American Sports Equinox. That is the first time in history that 10 major sports leagues in our country are happening at the same time. Because of course you got all four of the majors happening, NFL, MLB, NHL, uh, NBA, and of course you got uh, PGA, you got golf, you got tennis, you got you know, a whole bunch of stuff. WNBA, uh, you got a whole bunch of stuff going on, and but right now, NFL is kicking off, and it's mm. it's it's happening. It's a happening right now. I did not even realize that. How about that? Yeah, it's happening, bro. It's it's happening. Obviously, this year has been uh, quite unique, and so that's what's happening right now. Hopefully, this is the last time this ever happens. Uh, yeah, hopefully, at least for another hundred or so years when we're not here anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, it's a wild time, um, and a wild time in 
pro wrestling, uh, especially as far as ratings, because for the first time in a long time, AEW hit over a million viewers on Wednesday night for Dynamite. Congratulations, AEW. Wow, Back over yeah. a million. Almost they a year later. Up. Okay. No, <laughs> just kidding. I was I was very happy to see that uh, coming off a pay-per-view. Um, not their best pay-per-view either. And no. uh, doing a strong number. So that, we'll that's talk about that pay-per-view. Good. Right. Yeah. And that, so that's good for them overall. A very strong Dynamite show. So definitely well-deserved. Yeah, uh, to me, it's it's interesting because we talked about it last week and how NXT, their numbers went up when they went on Tuesday. And they went mm-hmm. on Tuesday again, and guess what? Their numbers were still steady. I don't know if they went up again. I, can't, I don't remember the exact numbers, but they were like in the 800, 800. Yeah. Still in the 800,000 range, which is good. Yeah. Uh, I think it's good for either show to be in that 800, 900,000 range. Is it great? No, but it's good. And for NXT specifically... They win the top 20 in the demo, which they rarely are on Wednesdays, especially when they go up against AEW. Yeah. And then you got for AEW, when they run unopposed on Wednesdays, they can get over a million viewers finally, which is like, maybe this whole Wednesday Night War thing wasn't really good <laughs> for either company, right? <laughs> Even though it was dope for us to be, have that nostalgia of like, oh man, just like back in the 90s, when we can flip back and forth yep. and watch two shows at once. But really, when you really think about it, Having both shows in the same night split the audience, and it at worst it split the audience. And for the and, and that and probably at best for AEW, most people chose AEW. But clear, if there's only one show on each night, people will watch. And I know I've made the statement in the past that the fact that neither one of these shows could top a million was a sign to me that the wrestling business just ain't that hot right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm glad to be kind of wrong about that at least for one week, and seeing that. AEW did top a million, and it shows me that, hey, people are interested. It's just that they got to be on separate nights. I think it's beneficial for both shows if they're on separate nights. It's, it's clear that numbers bear it out. And I know that the AEW show this past week was a post-pay-per-view show, which usually they see a big bump. But I remember way back last year, in the beginning of Dynamite's life cycle, or whatever you want to call it, I was like, yo, they should be able to hover around a million every single week. Now, I didn't account for each show splitting, you know, the audience or a pandemic kind of affecting the ratings. <laughs> didn't account for that at all. Yeah. But I think AEW could stick around this million mark. I don't think that's impossible for them to do. I got from the beginning, the curiosity is still there. The people root for them. They want to they want AEW to succeed. They have the more I guess the more exciting product right now, because it's still it's still only it's only it's barely a year old. It's not even a year old as far as dynamite. So I don't see why AEW can't be a million viewers or little slightly less than every single week. And if you're NXT, get off Wednesdays. I don't. I hope USA cooperates. I'm sure USA would love to keep charting in the demos and the top twenty every week. I'm sure they like being in the 800,000 range every week as opposed to the six and the 700,000 and not charting at all in the demos. So I think it works for everybody. Yay, everybody wins. <laughs> <laughs> AEW, technically, I called it months ago. They'll win the Wednesday Night War. <laughs> You're the first one call it, that declared the war over. I declared it over twice, if I remember correctly. <laughs> uh, but at least once. Um, I think I did it before the pandemic, too, which is, <laughs> which is wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... It, it just makes total sense for each show to be on separate nights. So each 
you know, for the fan bases can enjoy each show on their own, give it give it their undivided attention, and each show can prosper and, and, and work out, and that's great. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think I read uh, a tweet maybe a week ago uh, that said, like, USA is probably really happy with NXT's rating on Tuesday nights, and USA is not going to make the decision to move – uh, NXT. I mean, they could suggest. I it, mean, but w- if they really Delta, wanted to, too, though, they could. It, the network. Maybe if they offered more money. Uh, I I think WWE's main objective here is to take viewers away from Dynamite, and that's. I did see a tweet earlier. I forget his name, but he said AEW's rating this week is exactly the reason why you'll see NXT stay on Wednesdays. But I kind of believe the complete opposite because I think USA is going to try hard to have them move it to Tuesdays because they don't care about the war. WWE is the one that cares about taking viewers away from Dynamite, but USA doesn't care because if they could just move NXT to another night, they're going to get those viewers back that they lose to Dynamite. So, I mean, the last two weeks kind of show that trend. And I know it's only two weeks, but if you're USA, you want to be like, hey, like, can you please move to Tuesday? But I don't know if they can like force them to. And knowing WWE, that's going to be, they're probably going to want more money because... God forbid they lo- they move NXT because you know what the the optics are going to look like. They're losing, and oh my God, you know they don't want to be like that. But I, I I agree. I think it's great for us if that happens. Uh, sad sad for Impact, but yeah. uh, <laughs> you know it's you won't have people choosing sides as much. I think I think both AEW and NXT. Uh, fans that watch both shows will be less annoying. I guess that's a good word <laughs> to put it because God, I just can't stand the NXT going like, well, if this happened in WWE, you guys would be killing it. And then, Oh, it still happened. It's still going to happen. Well, we're going to do it some later on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just so yeah, you know, but it, it, I think it, we wouldn't, it wouldn't be like filling my timeline, uh, you know, so, crazily where people are just trolls to be trolls and i follow a lot of no, them so no, a lot no, of no, it's my let's, fault. let's be honest if, if wwe had did a mimosa mayhem match they'd be getting flambasted <laughs> for it so let's be honest let's be honest but no we're going to do it some more tonight but no i i see your point yeah so I'm, I'm just i'm over the whole flipping back and forth i got two tvs uh mainly for sports uh when they came back so i can keep track but you know, I was kind of using it for AEW and NXT, and you know, even using two TVs to keep track of that, it's not really garnering my interest. In the last two weeks, I was really into NXT and really into Dynamite uh, on separate occasions. So, for me personally, having them on separate nights works for me, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. You know, I think the ratings prove that. To your point about USA wanting them to move, I think because USA is paying. Or NBC Universal is paying over a billion dollars <laughs> for oh goodness, yeah. WWE's. Uh, and technically, it's not for US, not for NXT, but it's only for Raw. Right. I think they're paying for. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the deal is. I could be wrong, uh, but they definitely have uh, a billion dollars committed to WWE. I think they could sway WWE into making that move. <laughs> like, <laughs> and and if you're WWE, why wouldn't you? Why? Yeah, you mm-hmm. want to take viewers away from AEW, but at the expense of your own viewership, because it only hurts them too. Like, right. their viewers go down too if they're staying on the same night as AEW. So it doesn't help you none. Also, you're losing to AEW every single week. 
doesn't look good from an optic standpoint. Mm-mm. So this way, you get off of that night. Yeah, you admit defeat. Yeah, maybe you, you admit defeat. But and you oh could well, go you, say you, you lost. beat Impact. <laughs> right, but your third show loss. It's not like you're. T- it's not like they beat Raw every week and you had to move Raw for Monday nights, which is an institution. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be catastrophic for WWE. Yeah, you know we're not talking about Raw. We're talking about NXT, which they can be flexible with NXT. You know, Raw, like I said, it's an institution. On Monday nights, Raw has never consistently been on another night except run Monday, outside of the 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 rare occasion that they're preempted and they were put on Raw Thursday, a Thursday Raw Thursday or Thursday Raw Mon- Thursday, right? Whatever the or Saturday Night Raw, whatever it was. Yeah. So that would be like a whoa. That would be bad if they had to move off of, off of Monday nights. But this is NXT. This is not even their second show. It's a third show. So yeah, you admit defeat, but at the end of the day, it helps you because you can get. Maybe your floor is eight hundred thousand, and maybe you can some weeks you can crack a hundred, uh, a million, I should say. Yeah. And next in the AEW, I think they should hover around a million. That's just my opinion. But uh, again, time will tell. I think it, it's beneficial for pro- both products, for both companies to get off the same night. And WWE is the one that should move, <laughs> not AEW. They got Wednesday nights to themselves. They they earned the right to stay on Wednesday nights. WWE has not. Get off Wednesday nights, put NXT on Tuesdays, and everybody wins. So, yeah, I, I can't see them just putting it back on the network either. NXT is going to stay on mm-hmm. USA. So, you can't put that toothpaste just, back in the tube. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that one. Uh, yeah. So, you got you got to move it to Tuesday or Thursday, but I doubt Thursday is going to work. So, Tuesday but seems I, to be like the the right place for NXT right now. And, and I'm saying this not knowing what USA airs on Tuesday. I don't know if they have a major show law that airs order, on Tuesdays. Law and Order reruns. Or... I mean, <laughs> maybe. But, you know, I, I don't know. But maybe they, they can't move to Tuesdays because USA has a major show on Tuesday nights. Maybe that's the thing. But you know if they don't. Tuesday if... night fights. Remember that? I do remember that. That yeah. was on, um, wasn't that ESPN too? Or was that Saturday night, Friday night fights on ESPN? Friday night, yeah. So my dad was always watching that stuff, and I remember they would talk about they would advertise Raw on Mondays, and then Tuesday were Tuesday night fights on USA, and I was like, man, that amazing <laughs> how how things stick in my crawl. Let me see here. I'm looking at USA's website right here, and for next Tuesday, September fifteenth. Okay, they got a lot of Law and Order SVU. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was right. I was right. From 9 a.m. until until 10 p.m. <laughs> There's nothing but what? Law and Order SVU. Oh my god! They're just like True TV with Impractical Jokers. Pretty much, and I understand now it's different because a lot of shows weren't able. I guess they weren't able to shoot original content because of the pandemic. Yeah, but I'm not even so, sure how many original shows they have at this point. Well, they had like, stuff like Suits, I remember, yeah, I and Psych. I don't know if those shows are still going, though. Yeah, right. Hmm. So they had original shows, but maybe they, they would have had some now if the, the pandemic didn't happen. Yeah. yeah I don't true, know. True. But they got nearly, uh, they got 11 hours of Law & Order reruns scheduled for next Tuesday. So I think they can squeeze in an episode of NXT from 8 to 10. <laughs> you know? Unless the episodes of Lord on the SVU titled Fashionable Crimes, Assaulting Reality, or Imposter are just so important that you can't, you know, you can't move them. But I think they can. 
And maybe so, they maybe they hit millions of viewers. I don't even know. Maybe. I mean, Law and Order is a dope show. So I don't really watch can, it that much. I so I. When a, it's on, and if, if I catch it at the right time, I can I can get into it. I used but to you, watch Criminal Minds a lot. That was a cool show. Criminal Minds is dope. Yeah. A show like Criminal Minds, I suggest you getting into if you like Criminal Minds. Yeah. Is on Netflix. It's called Mind Hunters. Ah. Uh, my girlfriend introduced me to it. It's on Netflix. It's it's pretty good. It's about the FBI when they first started interviewing uh, like serial killers, and they first started knowing what serial killers were, because mm. in the seven in the sixties and seventies they didn't know what serial killers were. They they never heard of that before, so it wasn't a thing that people just could just kill for nothing. Mm. So they get into the psychology and all that. It's kind of it's kind of good. I think oh, wow. I think it's good. So if you like Criminal Minds, I think you like Mind Hunters as well. Yeah. So free advertising for these shows, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So it looks like, you know, unless USA just really loves Law and Order SVU reruns, <laughs> Tuesday nights are clear. And and the fortunate part for NXT is they they have some flexibility because not on TNT where they got to worry about the NBA playoffs, yeah, which is going on right now. We're you know we're in the second round. Uh, some teams I think the Heat are in the conference finals. The Lakers I think could get to the conference finals tonight if they beat the Houston. I think that's the case. I'm not sure if that's the way the series is. But either way, uh, yeah, you know, we're almost there. Like so we got another month or so of NBA basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. you know, Especially uh, with that inevitable Lakers-Clippers series, that's going to be the real NBA finals for a lot of people. So For a lot of people. Uh, yeah. Lakers up 2-1. to one, So if they win that, they go up 3-1. to one. Yeah. And they're up, they're up uh, 18. No, they're up 8 with two minutes left. So. Oh, wow. That's it? Just eight? I said 18. <laughs> They're only up eight. But, uh, yeah, so NXT, move to Tuesdays, help yourself out. Most importantly, help yourself. But it also helps AEW, which helps the wrestling business, which gives everybody leverage, the wrestlers leverage at the end of the day. But speaking of wrestlers, mm. Nick, I know you've been waiting. You've been chomping at the bit <laughs> for almost a week to talk about Matt Hardy and oh, his man. injury and concussion but not a concussion so i will let you take the floor and have at it and rant all you want baby Man, it's I all have, yours i have no idea how long this will take i will try not to take uh up a lot of time i'm gonna sit back you, and enjoy my uh your, your my margarita here adult beverage um, yeah so i don't really go into tweet storms that much on, on twitter i like to keep things light and uh for stupid laughs here and there, posting stupid videos here and there, stupid memes, uh, you know, my own content with like radio calls and stuff like that. So I have like kind of a brand that I adhere to uh, just to like a, as a light and fun Twitter account at Nick Bacone, by the way. So I, I know I'm sure a lot of people got tired of me. I think I tweeted every single day since Saturday night about Matt Hardy Tony Khan, AEW, concussions. Uh, I just, I felt like I was living in the twilight zone. Uh, For those who saw All Out, I I did watch it live. I did see what happened to Matt Hardy live. So obviously, like everyone else out there, I was very concerned about his well-being. It was clear that that he was concussed. And for me, it was, you know, I don't view concussions 
in the same vein I did before. Now, I did suffer a concussion a long time ago. Didn't realize, you know, what was going on. And it really messed me up. And it wasn't even from a sport. I was, it was like on Thanksgiving and we were playing like outside, you know, touch football game. And I had my back, my body turned and somebody threw the football at me and it hit me in the head. And I didn't think anything of it, like, haha, that was funny or whatever. But that night, you know, I slept over my friend's house and he had said that during the night I was like twisting and turning and like complaining about my head and everything. And I don't remember any of that. So, you know, I had a few like issues with my eyes and head uh, the next few days. Didn't really understand what was going on. I kind of, I didn't even know or, or put two and two together that it was because I got hit in the head with a football. Like that was the one common thing that happened where, you know, I like, well, did I hit my head here? Like, how did I get, how, why does my head feel like this? I never get headaches. So that was the one thing I came back to so that, you know, probably started everything. So it wasn't fun. And, you know, my mom called the doctor at the time and I, I didn't go see a doctor, but he said, it sounds like a mild concussion. So I had a mild concussion from a doctor on the phone and I felt like utter crap. So imagine Matt Hardy knocked out, slammed his head on concrete. By the way, I slammed my head on, I was snowboarding uh, like 10 years ago up in Bluebell, PA. And I totally took a fall and I smacked my head on the hill really hard. I couldn't believe I wasn't knocked out, honestly. That was one of the hardest times like my head smacked the ground uh you know it's happened a few times but um the hardest i can remember i was still awake though and clearly i wasn't all with it um and 10 years ago it was 2010 not a lot of people understood concussions the way we do now and even doctors didn't understand that much like we're learning more and more and more and more so i guess that's but kind of like laying the groundwork for why I became so passionate about this specific instant. Whereas, you know, when Goldberg got concussed in his match with The Undertaker, I didn't see it live. So I couldn't really comment on it. And I like, I don't watch the Saudi shows. So everyone was saying like, oh, Bill Goldberg got a concussion, whatever. Like I didn't watch the match. So I wasn't kind of privy to everything that was going on. And now, like, I look back and I'm like, damn, they should have stopped the match. Like, what is going on? And that's just common sense. You stop the match when somebody's, like, knocked out like that. And Matt Hardy was actually unconscious. So when you're unconscious after a blow to the head, that's a concussion. You might not necessarily have symptoms when you wake up from that knockout, but you've sustained a concussion when you get knocked out. That is a concussion. So... For what I heard from Tony Khan the day after, he tweeted that Matt Hardy was sent to the hospital. Let me let me bring this up real quick. I don't, I don't want to say this word for word uh, so I don't miss anything. So the day after All Out, Tony Khan tweeted an update on Matt Hardy. It's great news. Matt's okay. We sent him to the hospital as a precaution, and he's passed the MRI and CT scans. He doesn't have a concussion, and he's being driven home now. Matt will be at Dynamite on Wednesday night to thank you amazing fans for your support. I had a huge problem with that phrase, he doesn't have a concussion. 
Now, that's probably what he was told, what Matt Hardy was told. Uh, but the th- like, because I can't see Tony saying that without being told that he didn't have a concussion. And I got to imagine it came from Matt Hardy himself because I don't think Tony Khan's that stupid to post that without speaking to Matt first. So, and, and I hope I'm right about that. Because I like Tony, I do, but this just really rubbed me the wrong way. And I've been going at him kind of on Twitter a little bit. So it got me to thinking, you know, I, I reached out to my friend, uh, athletic trainer, and he, like, he knows a lot of the ins and outs. My mom was a nurse. Uh, you know, like I, I know a lot about this. I've done a lot of research about it. And I'm like, but wait, when you're knocked out, like you suffer concussion. So I did re-research, you know, just to make sure that I wasn't, you know, wrong and any time like you suffer you know a a lights out or anything like that like you sustain a concussion so the whole thing with matt hardy is okay maybe he didn't have concussion symptoms but that doesn't mean that he won't experience them in the days to come he could i mean he could not but he also could so everybody started apologizing to tony khan because the match was restarted saturday night for five minutes something like that after Matt Hardy was knocked unconscious, and after they stopped the match. Thank goodness for Aubrey Edwards, who held up the X, and then I, I guess Tony Khan originally decided to stop the match. The right decision was made. They were showing highlights, you know, like Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, they, they, Excalibur, they, were, they weren't sure where to go from there. And so they started showing highlights of why the the match had, you know, ended prematurely and they had a stipulation and everything but as we know in pro wrestling stipulations don't mean anything so you stop the match and Matt Hardy you don't leave AEW like they 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 right away around that so sticking to a stipulation in a pro wrestling match when somebody's seriously injured is the dumbest thing you could possibly do especially nowadays when we know so much and I'm not blaming Matt Hardy for that I'm blaming the doctor who cleared him of a concussion four minutes later i don't know any concussion protocol that takes place within four or five minutes where you can actually clear somebody i know a lot of the ones in the nfl nowadays they take you know at least 15 to 20 minutes just for tests um you don't see players come back for another half hour maybe if they're cleared of a concussion uh but that's symptoms. It's not an actual, like, a, a concussion occurs no, no matter what, but it's the symptoms that we look at. Matt cannot stand clearly. He was wobbly. He fell again when he was trying to continue the match the first time before the match was called off. He fell again, and it seemed like he hit his head on the concrete. So that's a second blow in, what, two or three minutes since he was knocked out. So that pissed me off, too. And nobody's talking about that. They're just talking about the bump that Matt Hardy took through the table where he hit his head and he was unconscious for almost a minute. I think Brian Alvarez timed it. It was 44 seconds where he was completely unconscious before Aubrey Edwards started counting because it was like a last man standing type match. So, you know, Matt was out. And then you have guys like Dave. Go ahead. He counted 44 seconds. I do recall that. Yeah. And I don't see eye to eye with Brian Alvarez about a lot because I think he's kind of just a troll at this point. But I do respect him for kind of going all in with this. 
because I, I think I'm just so passionate about it because I saw it live and you know I saw Matt Hardy unconscious and then having them restart the match five minutes later to have them climb a scaffold type thing just for the finish when it was clear Matt Hardy was not okay uh, having Tony Khan say that the doctor cleared him and that was fine, it r- really did not sit well with me. And then having everybody kind of go at Tony, like, well, it's clear he had a concussion, blah, blah, blah. Tony says, you know, the next day he doesn't have a concussion and everybody apologized to him. And I'm like, why don't we as wrestling fans do the research ourselves? <laughs> it was clear he had a concussion. It was clear as day. And whatever this doctor cleared him of, I I don't even want to know the conversation that took place because Tony said what he had to say as the owner. Uh, doctor cleared him, whatever. But what was going on in that five minutes? That's what I want to know. How how did the, how could the doctor look at what happened and clear Matt Hardy to continue that match? Because last night, and this is the reason why we're part of the reason why we're recording this on a Thursday night, because I wanted to see what Matt Hardy said Wednesday night. I started work again, so I had to get up early, so I didn't know when we'd be able to record on Wednesday. I wanted to see what Matt Hardy said on Dynamite last night. And lo and behold, it was just, thank God, it was just like a regular promo, thanking the fans for their, you know, concern, saying that he'll be back, he'll recover 100%. Recover from what? He admitted that he wasn't cleared yet to for ring action. So why is he not cleared? It's because he has a concussion, and nobody wants to say that because Tony Khan said he didn't have a concussion. And I think ever since Saturday night, every single day, I kind of look for someone to kind of take him to task, a, a respected wrestling reporter to take him to task for that. Because I, I'm so passionate about it because I saw it with my own eyes at, live at, at the same time everyone else did. And everyone else is sitting here apologizing to Tony for, you know, saying, oh, I was wrong. He didn't have a concussion. It's like, no, 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 you were right. And like, stop, stop apologizing. And then someone like Dave Meltzer would be like, oh, well, Tony said he didn't have a concussion. That Matt Hardy didn't have a concussion. And not doing more digging into that. And it just really bothered me. Uh, one of the... One of the few, look, I try not to take the wrestling industry so seriously because it's such a cartoon and a circus at times. Um, we'll even get into that a little bit later too of why it is. But I just, it, I, I was at a point where I was just kind of looking for somebody to be like, no, like he had a concussion. So what exactly happened in those five minutes? Like, why did the doctor clear him? And nobody pressed Tony on that. Nobody pressed AEW on that. Dave Meltzer took a Tony Khan statement that Matt didn't have a concussion at face value. And, you know, I even tweeted to him. I was like, well, by definition, once you're knocked out, you suffered a concussion. Matt might not have concussion symptoms, but, you know, the CT scans and the MRIs are not going to tell you he has a concussion or not. They'll, They'll check for other brain damage. And thank God there doesn't seem to be any issues with Matt Hardy, uh, at this point. But he suffered a concussion, and nobody nobody is saying anything about that. And I, I, I still don't understand why. You know, this is six days later, five, five or six days later, 
and everyone just kind of is like, okay, they're, they're past it. And I, I'm not past it. And I don't understand why it's okay for something like this to happen. Um, you know, people should have taken Vince McMahon to task for, for, you know, Goldberg continuing the match when he was concussed with the undertaker, uh, for the, even in 2014, six years ago, the undertaker got concussed in that WrestleMania match against Brock Lesnar. Like something has to change in wrestling. And neither company. Well, here's the big difference between Taker and Goldberg and Matt Hardy. They were still conscious throughout. Right. Right. So at least that's the difference. At least they were still conscious. Enzo in twenty was at twenty sixteen. Uh, yeah, yeah. He got concussed. Yep. He was unconscious. He was out. Yep. And they ended the match. That right was away. scary because his eyes were even open and it looked like he yeah, stopped breathing for a second. I remember that vividly, and. Uh, even nowadays, I've, I and somebody pointed out like Johnny Gargano a few weeks ago on NXT. They stopped. I think they stopped the match, but I di- I didn't see that. I didn't watch that NXT, and um, apparently they they stopped the match because somebody suffered a concussion. Uh, so, I mean, I could be like I hope I'm not wrong about that, but I did read about that. Uh, you know, just scrolling through. Um, so maybe WWE has kind of changed. In that when you know you're clearly obviously visibly concussed that you stop the match and hopefully that's their main policy now. Matt Hardy was unconscious for 44 seconds. You stop the match. You make sure you take him to the hospital right away. Doesn't matter if he says he's okay. It doesn't matter. Re- Rebby Hardy tweeted the next day. It was a thousand percent of concussion, and he's still undergoing tests. And I mean, she was in the crowd at Dynamite last night. I, I've what I would give to be a fly on the wall between uh, on the conversation between her and Tony Khan. But it, it just really bothered me that we're still not at a place where, and I don't want to say it's bias, like anti WWE bias or pro AEW bias. It's just reporting. Matt Hardy was unconscious and he was told, we were told that he didn't have a concussion and we're just supposed to take that at face value because it was a statement from AEW's owner Tony Khan and I think that's the biggest thing that bothered me and that's why I was so passionate about it this week and talked about it every single day and I'm going to continue talking about it I'm going to continue bringing it up because that can't happen nobody would just take that statement at face value from Vince McMahon and just be like oh well Vince McMahon said Matt Hardy didn't have a concussion so that's that like nobody would do that and rightfully so so that's why I'm so bent out of shape you know, it's not fair to Matt Hardy, but at the same time, you know, Matt Hardy's probably the guy, after he was cleared, he's like, let's restart. I'm sure Matt Hardy has that in him because he wanted to give Sammy Guevara, you know, like that moment. Um, but he also he's also smart enough at this stage of his career to understand, stop it, there will be another day for you. Just make sure you're okay and the rest of this pro wrestling doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So I think I'm, I'm done at that point, but um, that I just wanted everyone to know that Matt Hardy suffered a concussion. No matter what anyone tells you, a medical professional will tell you that, you know, and I even saw people say that, Oh, well, I'll, I'm, I will, uh, take the advice of the doctor or the doctor cleared him. So I'll believe him over you. And you know, that's fine, whatever, but you clearly know it was the wrong thing. 
you clearly saw Matt Hardy was concussed. So you have to live with that. You have to live with just be like, okay, I'll believe the doctor over you. But you saw Matt Hardy hit his head twice on the concrete and he was clear he was concussed. So um, I don't, I'm not going to get in an argument with anyone over that. It's Matt Hardy was, had a concussion. So just say that. I, I don't understand like why don't Tony Khan had to say he didn't, he doesn't have a concussion. Like he'd be like, he doesn't have concussion symptoms. And that's a whole other thing, but he sustained a concussion because he got knocked out. It's a brain injury, brain trauma. So there, I, I've kind of said everything I wanted to at this point. All right. So let me ask, you said you talked to somebody mm-hmm. who was, who did you talk to again? And what did they do? I so, so my friend's an athletic exactly. trainer, but, you know, he, he does he he for high school sports. Obviously, he can't do that now, so he's working in a hospital. Um, but he, you know, studied medical since what twenty? I think he graduated in twenty ten. So from like two thousand six, two thousand seven to twenty ten, twenty eleven, and he he's getting his masters and everything. So he knows more about head injuries than I do. Um, so I I ask him a lot of stuff about like potential things. I don't take his word as the be all end all. That's why I asked him first. I even sent him the video of Matt Hardy being knocked out and he was like, Oh yeah, total concussion and then he had like a list of, you know, well, he can't stand up, like he's knocked out, um, stuff like that. And then I went, you know, other research. I didn't just say, Oh, well my friend said it, so there you go. I did other research and they said concussion symptoms, you know, are are different than actual concussion. Like you can still sustain a concussion without being knocked out. So anytime you are knocked out, it's a, it's a brain injury, obviously like boxing, it happens in boxing, like all these things. And that's technically a concussion. When, when that happens, that is a concussion. Now you might not have symptoms when you wake up, which would be great. You know, Matt Hardy, I don't know. I, I guess he didn't have symptoms. So I guess they technically cleared him of a concussion. But that knockout was technically a concussion. Okay. Um, and I fully uh, hear your friend who's a prof- who's a prof- medical professional. Uh, well, we still have to be, you know, fair. Maybe, p- possibly, I guess it's possible that Matt Hardy was knocked unconscious and he somehow did not suffer a concussion. That, I guess it's possible. All right? Because neither one of us are doctors. We're not medical professionals. And I fully believe your medical professional knows what he's talking about. So I'm not here to deny what he's saying. What I'm going to say, though, is that given what we all know about concussions, and again, we're not medical professionals, but we know more about concussions now, as I think, as, an, as a general public than we did 10 years ago. Being knocked unconscious generally means you have a concussion, right? <laughs> like, right. Like, that's just like, it looked like, it, look, it's nothing wrong, I mean, with him having the concussion. It, I think that's where your main thing, it's not just that he suffered it, it's the fact that Tony Khan came out the next day and said that he didn't, which all the research that I've done has said being knocked unconscious isn't even a requirement to have right. a concussion. You can right. be fully conscious and still have a concussion. It could be it's so many blows to the head that happen that don't register, like don't force a guy to be like on the ground for a long period of time or be woozy. There's so many different types of traumas that can happen, small traumas that can result in many concussions. So, 
I don't know how that's not a concussion. <laughs> like, you know, just knowing what I know, mm-hmm. like just different types of traumas that you can suffer, the small mini ones. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at a football game and a guy could just bang heads with a guy and walk back to the huddle and he's he's got a concussion. You know what I'm saying? He didn't stumble, he mm-hmm. didn't wobble. Right. But he, he kept his composure somehow, but he had a concussion. I remember specifically the wildcard playoff game last year when Carson Wentz suffered a concussion. He wasn't unconscious. Mm-hmm. He stayed on the ground for a little bit. You know, you could tell he was a little he was a little hurt. You know, and they I think they buzzed down because that's what the NFL does. The NFL yeah. will buzz down if they think a guy has a concussion. They will mm-hmm. buzz down, take say take that guy out of the game, and test him. And if the guy checks out, he can go back in. But if he doesn't, he's out. So that's the NFL's protocol. Obviously, this is totally different. Uh, my main thing, though, let's start from the beginning of this whole thing is him getting knocked out during the match, concussion or not. <laughs> he was unconscious for what Brian Alvarez counted yep. for 44 seconds. That match should not have continued. 100%. I don't care if he got back up. I don't care if he was able to keep going. He is a danger to himself, and he's also a danger to Sammy Guevara if he keeps going in that match. And... AEW, I guess that maybe this is their first time dealing with this type of stuff. They're still a new company. A lot of times they're dealing with a lot of this stuff for the first time. So I, I'll give them a little bit of leeway on that. But I think from the point, from this point forward, they got to be more mindful of that. Because you saw what happened with Darby Allen too. He got tossed out of the ring in a body that bag. That was terrible. He was probably Who knocked out too. Who thought that was a good idea besides Darby Allen? <sighs> Talk him out of that. Don't let this man get tossed out of the ring fall blindly inside of an actual body bag. What is wrong with on steps? I think he hit his head on steps. Yeah, if not, That's, it was damn close. Like and I think right. whoever came up and it was like celebrating and trying to like continue whatever was happening, like it was clear Darby Allen was not okay. Even if he didn't hurt his head in some way, he hurt his back or something something happened. Yeah. He couldn't yeah. protect himself. He's in a body bag. Why would that be a thing? <laughs> like so that was silly. The Matt Hardy thing wasn't as silly. It's just they missed. They really missed, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate they missed. But once you realize that Matt Hardy is out, the match should not continue because he could hurt himself and he could hurt Sammy Guevara. Can you imagine how terrible it would have been if Matt Hardy wasn't really all there? Oh, boy. Fully he, conscious. He, yeah, he's trying to pick up Sammy Guevara he, for a move or something like that, and yeah. he drops Sammy Guevara and seriously yeah. hurts that man. Yeah, well, that would have been terrible. It would have been probably worse than what happened with Goldberg Undertaker at that show because I I saw it after the fact where he tried picking up up for the jackhammer and that did not end well. So when they were exactly climb, that, they, something like that could have happened. Yeah, and when they even when they were climbing up the rigging, Matt kind of like Sammy kind of had to guide Matt a little bit because Matt was trying to like get his bearings with his feet on on these certain rigs and Sammy was kind of helping him a little bit. It was it was subtle and not like they. Dave Meltzer said, "Oh no, that you know Matt got up there himself. Like, no, he didn't. Go back and watch it. Matt was being helped, but not physically, but uh, maybe physically. But Sammy was helping him get his bearings up that rig, just so Matt can give him that one punch and for him to t- make that stage dive. And that's not more important than Matt Hardy's health. I'm sorry, that is not more important. Yeah. And yeah, I that, do that have an issue. Have I, I I do have an issue with." So I had I found this earlier today. I guess Bill Apter uh, was talking about this incident, and he mentioned how uh, you know he 
obviously like it should have been stopped or whatever. Um, but let's see. He sympathizes with Khan for being in a position that not many people are in. This is from WrestlingInc.com. He said, uh, we don't know what's going on backstage with the other people. So everybody's probably scrambling with that quick thought. What are we going to do? Why do you have to have that in place? And someone's knocked out and it's clear and, you know, you make the call to stop the match. That's it. That's the decision. That's the protocol. I I will empathize the fact that this is their first time doing this. Like, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt at least this one time. Well, how do they not have I a think plan a lot of in people, place I, I, by now? Look, how do they not I, have I understand that? that. I, I fully understand what you're saying. I get it. But this is still their first time going through this. And as much as I don't think WWE will ever get that benefit of the doubt because they're that major company who has all this stuff in place, AEW still gets that benefit of the doubt. And I'll give them the benefit of the doubt in the moment that they just were, like you said, kind of scrambling and kind of just didn't know what to do. Because, you know, 44 seconds, it's not much time. And yeah, he's clearly knocked out. So you would think like, get him out of there. But you're probably in that moment like, just like, oh, is he is he okay? Is he dead? Like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on? And then you start to see him get back up. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, what do we do? Like, I can understand if if Tony may not be fully experienced with the type of stuff. He doesn't know. He's a, he's he's not a wrestling he's not a wrestling promoter, a lifelong wrestling promoter. You know what I'm saying? So in that moment, I'll give him a little bit of leeway. Now saying that he didn't have a concussion. You can have at it, like, because I don't see how he didn't have one. Like, maybe at the moment he got tested, maybe he no longer showed symptoms, like you said. But in that moment, when he hit the ground, boom, and was unconscious for almost a minute. Again, not a medical professional. I don't see how he didn't have one. But again, I guess I'm wrong. I guess we're all wrong if Tony Khan said that he didn't have one. And this yeah, thing, Tony we don't, Khan we don't, we don't like, have a vested interest in that. He does, and that's why we're right. That's and that's, and that's 100 <laughs> correct. That's a hundred percent true. He definitely has a vested interest in it, but also Tony Khan is also part of a football. His dad mm-hmm. owns a football team, mm-hmm. and they own a soccer team. And specifically with the football team, and also with the soccer team too, because concussions happen in soccer as well, especially on headers. But in football, concussion is a hot button issue. It's a big time thing, and we all know when that blue tent goes up on the sideline, it's not a, not good news. Usually, it's usually like, oh, somebody's hurt. Now, people can come back in the game, obviously, but, you know, obviously concussions are taken very seriously these days in sports and in life in general. I would, I'm giving Tony the benefit of the doubt. He has to know that. I would assume mm. that he wouldn't play around like that. You know what I'm saying? I just hope, because you can't do that in the NFL. You can't. You right. just can't. People will crucify him in the NFL or anybody else in the NFL, not just him, but anybody, if they were playing around with concussions like that. And the whole concussion protocol thing, I don't even know fully know the whole thing because I can't sit here and speculate. But I know it's it's not a uh, a simple process. It's like a multi-step process that players have to go through before they clear concussion protocol. So I don't know the details of it. I'm not, you know, not going. I'm going to be honest. But you know, he has. He's not fully. He can't fully be that far into the wrestling bubble where wow, Clyde. Uh, Hilaire just put a move on somebody in this Texans game. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, the Phillies <laughs> just lost. The Phillies just lost to the Marlins on a walk-off. I oh, freaking man, called that's... it two hours ago. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. I'm distracted by Clyde Edwards-Hilaire I'm... living up to all the oh, hype yeah. that people had for him in the offseason. He put somebody on skates <laughs> in this move, bro. <laughs> um, 
I saw. He, I think it's a safety. Reach. He had the safety. Boom! boom. Ooh! 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 <laughs> he put him on skates. Ooh, that was bad. That was nasty. Oh. I would have tore my ACL making that move. <laughs> he broke a tackle and didn't put somebody on skates. That's bad. That's 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 wicked right there. That's wicked stuff. All right, but. So I, I thought I got distracted there for a second. <laughs> I had to acknowledge well, I, that. that. After was, I saw the Phillies lose, I was about to be like, are you effing kidding me? But No, 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 no. There no. it is. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is he's a good player. Let's just say that. I'm just <laughs> saying that. He's a good player. Um, but, uh, again, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. It's, it's a tough position to be in in that moment. It's still a brand-new company. WWE's been around for years. They have every resource they can possibly have to have all the protocols in place. We've seen them multiple times. Stop matches for a guy like um, Enzo, unconscious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they stopped the match when Daniel Bryan, his arms went limp in the middle of the ring, couldn't use his arms, even on his kicks, couldn't use his arms. They stopped the match. Um, so... Even you know, I know people like Goldberg. They should have talked the match with Goldberg. He at the very least, he wasn't unconscious. Like he was still moving around. So yeah, he was he was definitely woozy. But you know, you're not fully sure, especially if the guy's moving around. Matt Hardy was not moving around. Mm-mm. But AEW just may not have those. They may not be. They may not have been. They may have been caught flat-footed in that sense. And see, instance, that, that's the thing. Which is you're you're AEW. You're this new company. You're supposed to be everything that WWE isn't. So you. That includes these protocols, you know, like that includes taking yeah. care of these talents that feel safe. And, you know, WWE's done a good job recently about at least their, their safety protocols of, you know, injuries. We, we saw it on Raw. Uh, Ivar, Ivar, you know, suffered a cervical injury. And, you know, thank goodness, you know, they ended the match early and, you know, he got his help and hopefully he'll be okay. Um, that type of stuff, you know, that. That should. I, I just think they already should have had a protocol in place for something like that, and it, it almost a year for for dynamite. You know, the company has been, you know, over a year old. If you want to count, you know, May not twenty nineteen is, you know, their birth with with their first technical pay per view. But it, since January of twenty nineteen, you know, they were building this company. You know, these protocols were probably being talked about. Like, I don't understand why. And if there was a protocol in place, why did it change? Because you let the match restart, and that's not part of that. Can't be part of the protocol. It can't. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying that either if they did have the protocol, they just didn't react fast enough, which they got to do next time, or they just didn't yeah. have it ready to go. Right, like sometimes in that moment, things are happening. There's a million things going on. I do sympathize with people in that moment because I've you know been at sporting events and behind the scenes and different events and things that happen so fast and you got to make a snap decision. Yeah. It's really easy to say after the fact what you would do, but in that moment, sometimes you just get caught flat-footed. Now, I will say they should have a protocol in place that if that happens, it's automatic. But this was like the first instance of it. So maybe it's not automatic yet. I don't know. It's I tell you from this point on, they damn well better have it in place. This should not happen again where somebody's unconscious, visibly unconscious for a long period of time. And not selling. Clearly, he wasn't selling. He's unconscious. That mm-hmm. should not happen again if you're AEW, because you got it. They got to take the mindset of they got to protect the performers from themselves. I don't blame Matt Hardy for continuing. He's a competitor. He's a worker. He he's going to keep try to keep going. I think 99% of people in that same situation would have done the same exact thing he would have done. Yeah, but it's I up do to agree. the promotion. 
it's up to the medical professionals to protect them from themselves. The same thing happens in football. When a guy is concussed and he's not allowed to go back in that game, the medical experts will take his helmet away. <laughs> they will hide his helmet from him so he does not go back in that game. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how this is the extent they will go to. They'll they'll tell him, hey, no, 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 you can't go back in. But if he's still dogged and trying to go back in, they will go as far as to take his helmet. And that's it, because you only get one helmet. There's no backup helmet sitting around. And <laughs> nobody's gonna play without a helmet. You're not allowed to play without a helmet. The helmet, the referees won't let you. So you know what I'm saying? So you gotta take that type of approach. I'll give you a little bit of a pass this time. It's it's a it's a bad look. I'll I'll give him that. That match should have been stopped. But I'll give them leeway for just this one time in, in that moment, saying, oh, we don't know what to do. This protocol, we, we haven't experienced this yet. We don't necessarily know how to react in this moment. Now, after the fact, when you saw about the tweet and him not having a concussion, mm-hmm. like, again, that's fair game. You can pounce on that if you want to because that's well, – I'd rather that, just then not say the anything people say apologizing, he's okay. The people apologizing to him like, you know, they were wrong. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then Meltzer, yeah. you know, like the whole, oh, well, Tony says he doesn't have a concussion. Like, who are you talking to? You're not talking to Matt and you're not talking to Rebby. Like – Right, that, you said Rebby came out and said he he hundred percent had right, a concussion. Like, right, and I I'll take her word for it too. Like I take medical professionals, yeah. I take her word for it too because she that's her that's his wife. Yeah, like and again anybody watching can see like that man is probably concussed, mm-hmm. and people do hold unfairly at times WWE to a higher standard and to a higher pedestal of you know doing things right than AEW. AEW is a lot to get away with a lot more than WWE is because WWE is a more established company. AEW is a new kid on the block. Even after a year later, fair or not, they still are. That's just how it is right now. Mm-hmm. But if this happens again and somebody's not unconscious and they still continue that match, yeah, hold AEW's feet to the fire, please. And hold them to the fire now, to be honest with you, but hold them even more so the next time. I'm personally giving them a little bit of leeway, not much. If if on a scale from 1 to 100, I give them 5% leeway, honestly. <laughs> Because, I, I, again, I understand. It's like in that moment, it's like a snap decisions, and it's happening really fast. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's sometimes yeah. not easy to just do it really fast. I, I understand. But again, I can sympathize with that. A concussion protocol. But I sympathize more with Matt Hardy four, and four his health, too. Right. I, I just don't like know he how it needed can... to be saved. He needed to be saved from himself in that moment. Yeah. It didn't happen. AEW, I implore you, don't let that happen again. Or with anybody else, whether it's Matt Hardy or Sammy Guevara or John Moxley, because the situation will arise again. This is pro wrestling. People will get hurt, yeah. whether it's a concussion or a broken limb or something. Somebody's going to get hurt. Y'all got to be on top of this. Y'all can't let this happen again. And this is probably because you know, it's a head injury. It's the most severe scenario you could probably have because mm. the brain is important than say your leg. I mean, you could break your leg and come back, but right. a brain injury could affect you. Years down the road, who yeah. knows? This is how this is a, your life. This is how this affected me. Monday Night Raw, Drew McIntyre attacks Randy Orton like three times, completely owns him. The third time, they're in the back, Claymore kick. Randy Orton looks like he's struggling to breathe with, with his selling, and I thought like he was legitimately knocked out or something. That's how much like I was in, ingrained in this thing. I was like, oh, oh my god, like Randy Orton's hurt. Clearly, like uh, nothing came of it, and. He was just selling, and um, but that's like where my head's at. It's like, oh my god, like, come on, it shouldn't be this hard to. 
like you don't clear someone of a concussion within four minutes. That's just that's how long it took from when they stopped the match to when they restarted, and it. I'm still baffled by that. That's that's part of part of it too. Like absolutely yeah, need should, a different protocol because that doesn't that shouldn't work. have. It should have happened. That match. I look. Let me make this clear. That match should not have restarted. But at the same time, when you're in that moment, and if you're AEW and it's the first time you're going through something like this, and you might be caught flat-footed. You shouldn't be. Because you're professionals and you know what you're supposed to know what you're doing, but they still might have been caught flat-footed and just like in a state of shock. Because you know Matt Hardy, they all know him, they all like him, and he's like unconscious, just like watching like everybody else. That shouldn't be the case though. There should be somebody that can spring into action mm-hmm. to be like, oh, let me check on him. Not just the official, but a professional, a medical professional. Right. right it took him there, a while. Boom, to, pouncing it t- on him. Took him a while to get there too. Like, yeah, this just a. <sighs> That's the person should be right there off camera, yep. waiting right there just in case. Because, again, this is like a hardcore match or whatever it was, false count anywhere, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. That could happen. There, there's no mats around. There's mm-hmm. nothing but cement. So if they miss that table by an inch, somebody's head can crack the ground. And yep. who knows what happens? You know, something catastrophic could happen. Fortunately, Matt Hardy is still alive. He was on Dynamite last night. As we recorded, we're recording this on Thursday. So he's on Dynamite last night, you know. Told the fans I'm going to be all right. Blah blah blah. I'm so not cleared Hardy yet. <laughs> That's what not cleared also, yet. Like cleared from what, Matt? <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you have to be cleared from exactly? But you know, eventually, I'm sure he'll be cleared and he'll, you know he'll be back at it. But so this time, crisis averted. But that don't mean it won't happen next time. So right. AEW, y'all got to be on top of this, man. Y'all, y'all ain't getting no more. Any more leeway for me? Not even the five percent I'm giving you right now. No, no more, because y'all are like you said. They are the number two promotion in the world, really. I mean, them yeah, and the New Japan. Are. Yep. And y'all got to be held to a higher standard than the one y'all y'all held to now. Y'all got too many people in place that know what they're doing. Tony Khan included. He's part of two professional two professional sports franchises that have medical professionals and medical protocols all over the place. They got people in wrestling that's been in wrestling, lifelong wrestling fans or uh, wrestlers or personalities, whatever. Too many people in place that know what they're doing for this to happen a second time. It shouldn't happen once, but it damn shouldn't happen shouldn't happen twice. Yep. And everybody that apologized on Twitter to Tony Khan, uh, you make me sick. Yeah, y'all some suckers. Do not <laughs> yeah. apologize to, yeah. for that. <laughs> What I think I think that before? actually pissed me off more than anything because, you know, people were sitting there deleting tweets saying, "Oh, like, you know, I was wrong. He didn't have a concussion." It's like, no, man, like, stop that crap. That, that's that's not what we're here for. Like, no groveling, not, none of that crap. And that that really pissed me off. So, um, that was that's part of it too. Yeah, that 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 was um. Sitting here delete, odd, deleting but... tweets saying, well, it's clear Matt Hardy had a concussion. Like, what are you deleting? Like, do you know what a concussion is, man? Like, come on. Like, stop groveling. So that, that yeah. <laughs> that that was yep. part of my anger this past week. <laughs> well, speaking of protecting the wrestlers. Ah. And anger towards a lack of protection for the wrestlers. Mm. Let's talk about WWE. See, we're we going to tear AEW up and WWE up on this very podcast. Love it. Yeah. Let's do it. We're equal. That's right. 
let's give it both to WWE and AEW, but this time WWE in a terrible, terrible classification of their wrestlers as independent contractors. <laughs> what is that? Because last week, news came out that WWE were putting a stop to the wrestlers using third-party websites to make money. Sites like Twitch, sites like uh, Cameo. Because uh, if, if you haven't noticed, a lot of wrestlers in WWE stream now. I know. Or I have YouTube channels. Oscar mm-hmm. has a YouTube channel. I think Baron Corbin might have one. Now Sheamus has one. Baron Corbin. Uh, and then Twitch. Who? <laughs> no, I laughed at Baron Corbin. Watch. He was probably... Uh... The most pop, he's probably the most popular one, I bet. But a lot of people have Twitch. I know Mia Yim, they, she streams. Paige, uh, Jessamyn Duke, I think, streams. Dakota Kai streams. A lot of people stream on Twitch. AJ Styles tw- streams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Cameo, Big E is huge on Cameo. <laughs> okay. Uh, big time Cameo person. And, but WWE said, hey, could y'all put a halt to this in, in, in a little bit? Because essentially, they, WWE is not really a fan of the people who are doing this stuff using WWE's IP, i.e. their names and likeness, to monetarily gain from it. I, and this started an out, this sparked an outrage because WWE does anything, it will spark an outrage. And most of the time, it's rightfully so. And this time, too. And WWE's kind of response to this was that they're like Disney and they don't want people using their IP and their, you know, and their intellectual properties without really their supervision or permission, which I could understand from a standpoint of if you are WWE and you've come up with the character of, let's say, Big E and he's going out using that name to promote himself, let's say he doesn't use it for necessarily good reasons. I'm sure he's, he's perfectly fine with, it, with the way he's using it now, but let's say in a different world, he's using it for some nefarious means. He's messing up WWE's IP. I guess it'd be like, you know, if somebody who plays, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, a, you know, let's say it's uh, Johnny Depp and he's Captain Jack Sparrow. Let's say mm-hmm. he's using Captain mm-hmm. Jack Sparrow as his name to promote himself. Disney might have an issue with that. He doesn't have to because Johnny Depp is super famous, so it's fine. But that's what WWE, I think, I think that's what they're coming from on that. But it did spark the conversation of, and I think it's a good conversation, of the wrestlers, the WWE wrestlers specifically, and their independent contractor status and their classification. And specifically, somebody who really pounced on this was former presidential candidate, Andrew Yang, who was running for president last year. He's running as a Democrat. He did not get nominated, obviously. But he's out there. He's got a million followers on Twitter. (laughs) And he tweeted a while back that he wasn't a fan of WWE and how they did their uh, independent contractor status. He had a whole thread about it back on September 5th. First one, he said, if I'm not the Secretary of Labor, which he's he's saying if he if Kamala Harris and Joe Biden win the election, 
uh, and they become, you know, president and vice president, which would be dope to have a female vice president. Yep. Uh, he would like to be secretary of labor, but if, you know, if he's not, he'd like to talk to that person. But here's a tweet. If I'm not the secretary of labor, I'm pretty confident I'll have his or her number to talk about the ridiculous classification of WWE wrestlers as independent contractors while controlling their name and likeness for years, even for something as benign as cameo. Come on, Vince, you've already deprived the folks of breaking folks breaking their backs for you for you of healthcare, security, recovery time, retirement benefits, and fair treatment. Loyalties R E Royal Loyalties, licenses and royalties. I can't read today. <laughs> At least let them make a living off their own names. Many of them need it. I grew up a wrestling fan and it's been sad to see so many of my childhood heroes pass away early. I'd feel better at not knowing that they and their families were being fairly treated. I look forward to doing what I can for the next generation of performers. I know how tough it is. Vince, you better hope your old friend Donald wins because change is in the air and changes are long overdue where your corrupt labor practices are concerned. It would give me great pleasure. The people know. For all the wrestlers who know what you're being misclassified but are reliant on staying on Vince's good side, even because WWE might hire you, I get it. Our job is to make it easier for you to get what you deserve without risking your career. So That's a long tweet. It's a thread. (laughs) Many many (laughs) tweets. (laughs) But... Again, this gets tweeted out. This thread gets tweeted out to Andrew Yang's 1.6 million followers. That is after, excuse me, John Oliver did a whole expose, a whole segment of his show. Uh, I forget the name of the show off the top of my head. Last week John Oliver. He, there you go. He did a whole expose or whole segment about this very same thing, and it came that came after Bailey said that. You know, talked about in an interview with another journalist yeah. about how wrestlers travel. Fox Sports, I believe, WWE. too. That was on Fox. <laughs> right. That was bad. That was before right. SmackDown went on Fox. That was to, that was to promote SmackDown's <laughs> airing on Fox. And that went poorly. Yep. So it brought about this conversation again. Yeah, the whole third-party website thing, I kind of see what WWE's coming from on that. I get it that you don't want people using their your intellectual property that you created for you know who knows how they're using it. It's not under your supervision. I can kind of see that, but it does not mean that we still can't get on WWE for the independent contractors crap. It's terrible. And Andrew Yang even went on to talk to uh, is it Chris Van Vliet? Vliet? Is that how you say his name? Sure. Chris Van Vliet. Vliet. Is it Vliet? Either way. I would say Vliet. Shout out, but... shout out to him. He gets great interviews, uh, including yes. one with a former yes. presidential candidate. That's that's big time stuff right there. So shout out to yep. Chris Van Vliet. Vliet. I can't. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm saying your name wrong. Um, but uh, in that interview, Andrew Yang talked about how he's a big wrestling fan in the '80s. He knew about you know. So you can't say he doesn't know what he's talking about. He knows about wrestling. He's a big fan of wrestling. He said his, his wrestling for him was a big family, like bonding time for him and his brothers and his sisters and his, and his parents and whatnot. Uh, so, you know, so he knows what he's talking about. And he, he comes from wrestling background as far as fandom. And he's right. Especially uh, when it comes to just how they're treated. Like, if Biggie in particular wanted to go out 
and make money on his own by some means, whether it's an endorsement or something. He can't without WWE having to clear it first, even if he uses his real name, probably. He still isn't able to do it on his own. Like, that's totally ass backwards from the way every other form of sports and entertainment does things. If you're a football player, you can get any type of endorsement, any type of endorsement you want without asking the team. It could be something as big as, like, Zach Ertz. He's got the Charmin deal now. I don't know if you saw that the other day. No. No, I did not. He's got a deal with Charmin now, which is it's you know it's pretty cool for him. <laughs> he's making some money off of that. Yeah. But he's got the big-time sponsor. You can have something as big as that, or it could be something as small as just a a, a uh a paid post on Instagram, you know, like for for a vitamin water or a workout supplement or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. If you're a football player or a professional athlete in general, you can do that. You know, whatever that may be. If you are an, an actor, you can get whatever endorsement you want. But if you're a res- if you're in WWE, that's not the case. And I'm sure there are some who have the opportunities come their way and they got to either turn them down or they got to ask WWE first just to get turned down again, which is BS in my opinion. Yep. Cause they're not supposed to be, they're not employees. They're independent contractors, which means they should be able to do stuff like that. Even if it's under their real name, they should be able to do stuff like that. Now you're depriving guys of their own potential extra paydays and extra notoriety just for the fact that you can control everything that they do. I think that's wrong. Also, you're depriving them because they're quote-unquote independent contractors. They don't get the health benefits. They don't get the the pension. They don't get you know they don't have retirement funds. They don't have none of that, which every other professional athlete has. You know, you look at football, basketball, hockey, baseball. They all have collective bargaining. They all have players associations or unions, and they have all of these things written into their contracts, their labor contracts, their collective bargaining agreements, where they have pensions. They have money going to the players who used to play. They they get money every year. Uh, to cover medical bills and just to, you know just money in general. They have a pension. Uh, even actors, the Screen Actors Guild, they have insurance. They have protections. You can only do certain types of things. You can't just do whatever you want to them. They have protections written in this contract that is law, uh, that's legally binded. You know what I'm saying? But WWE wrestlers, wrestlers for the most, wrestlers in general, don't have this, and it's time. It's been it's long overdue. I know Jesse Ventura tried to start it back in the day, and Hogan said, look here, brother. They're trying to start a union on your events. I say you put the kibosh, kibosh on that right away, and that's what happened. He, and he gave Hogan's, him the rip sign. Ooh. Right. Who? Stupid. You know, Hogan ratted everybody out, um, but it has to happen. I know it, it's not necessarily beneficial for Vince McMahon, or any other promoter, but look, man, these wrestlers, they got to band together because they are missing out on things that other people who do, who put their bodies on the line less than they do. The only people that can compare is, are football players. And even then, they're only doing it once a week. You have wrestlers who are wrestling three or four days a week, when at least under normal circumstances. Not now, maybe. But when we're they're running live events, three or four days a week, they're wrestling. And when they're not wrestling, they're on the road on their way to wrestle again. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's crazy. And they don't have those protections. They don't have health insurance. Yeah, WWE will cover an injury that happens in the ring. But what about after your time in wrestling? Will you have ailments that you suffered in wrestling that you mm-hmm. got to take care of? Who's helping you? What about a pension? You know, 
when you're done wrestling, yeah, you ha- you made a lot of money while you were wrestling, but what about after? What about who's going to protect you then? Football players, you talk you hear about all oh, their their careers are only three years long and they don't make that much money, and yeah, they don't they don't make a ton of money unless you're a big time player sometimes. But they have pensions. If you're around the league long enough, you have a pension. You have money coming your way. You have that legally written into the collective bargaining agreement. And that's what every sport. You know what I'm saying? Travel. Oh, my God. If there's a, besides health insurance, stuff like that, the next biggest priority to me when it comes to wrestlers, specifically in WWE because they're a multi-billion dollar company, I wouldn't really expect this from Ring of Honor or even AEW. But from WWE, yeah, I expect this. Their travel situation is horrific. And prime examples when Bailey did that interview last year sometime, and she told the reporter how they travel, and the reporter was stunned. Her draw, her draw was on yeah, the floor. I her think she even like kind of laughed because she almost she didn't couldn't believe, it. believe it. She couldn't believe that people who are on TV once or twice a week that. Now let's be they're on TV once or twice a week. They got millions of fans. They drive themselves from show to show, from town to town. What? What other sport and entertainment <laughs> does that? Are you serious? I can tell you right now, without having traveled on a ga- on a road game myself. Okay, I have not traveled for the, for the Eagles for a road game yet, except the Super Bowl, which is obviously the exception. Uh, but the players, they travel on charter flights. That means no one else is on these planes. They don't travel commercial. Okay. The same goes, I believe for basketball and hockey. And I know the WNBA just got that kind of written, their travel rules kind of written into their CBA last year or something like that. But I'm just speaking just for the NFL. I know the, I think the Patriots bought their own jet, which is kind of dope when you think about it. (laughs) I think they have their own jet, or maybe two of them. I think they have two of them, actually. But most teams, they still charter planes. So that means they're the only ones on these planes. They don't go through, have to go through TSA. They do TSA check at, like, Novacare or something like that, right? So they don't have to worry about doing that at the airport. They walk right onto the tarmac, which I'm not giving y'all nuclear codes here. We have photo galleries on our site of this happening, of guys boarding the planes for uh, road games straight from the tarmac. So the bus pulls up because they already done TSA. They pull up, boom, they hop right on the plane. They take off. They land in the next in the opposing city. They go to the hotel. They get a per diem. I'm yes, these million dollar players who not all of them are millionaires, by the way, get a per diem. Okay, and then they have a bus pick them up from the airport to the hotel. Like I said, when they go to the game, bus takes them from the her- airport to the stadium. After the game is over, bus takes them again. There's no driving on their part. Bus picks them up again from the stadium to the uh, airport. They have a meal, I believe, waiting for them after the game. Okay, they have something waiting for them. To the airport, fly home. They drive home after they get back to Philly. That's it. WWE guys who are comparative to every other professional athlete are underpaid. Okay. If they're making seven hundred thousand dollars a year, they're doing pretty good. Where that's like the minimum for most sports, okay? They're driving themselves from town to town at one, two o'clock in the morning. Sometimes you that's why you see a lot of guys. Ride, they you say need that ride along content. 
man, look. But <laughs> that's ridiculous, by the way, because yeah, yeah, that show yeah. sucks now. Yeah. But you see a lot of guys, when they they say they, they work their main events and they come back through the curtain, no one's there because everybody's trying to get out of Dodge before yeah. it's too late when they're traveling. But you got some guys traveling 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, everything's closed. They got to drive themselves two or three hours to the next town in a rental car that they had to buy out of pocket. They got to go to a hotel that they paid for out of pocket. What? They get no per diems. Okay. For one, it's dangerous to have them driving late at night because they could be tired and they could have a serious accident. I'm surprised that hasn't happened more often in wrestling. Maybe because they're still coming down from the adrenaline of wrestling and, you know, mm-hmm. they, they're, not t- they're not just not tired enough. But I'm, I'm stunned that somebody hasn't fallen asleep on the road more often. And that in the years and years that this ha- that wrestlers have been traveling and the hundreds of wrestlers that have driven themselves from town to town, that one or two more. I think, I know Joe Morello, I think, I know he died in a car accident. I'm not sure if he fell asleep at the wheel. But either yeah, way, I'm surprised it hasn't happened. Say that one more time. No, I don't, I don't know either. If I can't was, remember uh, off the top of my head. Either way, I'm surprised it hasn't happened a lot over the years. Whereas yeah. in other sports, guys don't even touch the steering wheel. Because they don't have to. But yet, WWE guys are driving themselves. Now, to me, you can fix this, WWE, if you just either got them a plane that they could fly on from town to town. Or at least a bus that they don't have to. Because you got guys right. who have their own buses. Randy Orton, I think, has his own bus. I think AJ Styles has one. Mm-hmm. They got to pay for that out of pocket, though. You got to be a certain status within the company to be able to afford your own bus. They shouldn't have to do that. That's crazy. For and it's me, probably just so if, they could sleep from town to town. Exactly. So they don't have to drive themselves. But for me, it's like, all right, maybe everybody, because everybody lives across uh, different parts of the country. Maybe at the beginning of the loop that they're traveling on, have everybody get there themselves, which I'll, WWE does pay for everybody's plane tickets. Fair enough. But at the beginning of the loop, everybody flies to where the, the loop begins. But from that point forward, they hop on a bus or they have a charter flight taking them from the rest of that loop. And once the loop is over, then they get off, the, you know, they, they get off the plane or get off the bus and they find their own way home. At the very least, you do that. But they don't. And I think that's ridiculous that the guys who aren't making $10, $12 million a year, like football players are, like basketball players, like hockey players or baseball players, they're not making, most of these WWE guys are not making 10, 15, 20 million dollars a year. If you're making over a million, you're a top, you're a top guy. Yeah. So, but these guys who are making in the six figures are still having to pay for their own hotels. And of course, they're not going to pay for something cheap. They're not going to pay for the Red Roof Inn or <laughs> some three-star, two-star hotel. They're going to stay somewhere nice because you deserve to stay somewhere nice. So that's, but that's money coming out of your pocket. The rental cars, money coming out your pocket. And if you want to, you know, protect yourself from a potential accident, you better cough up more money for that insurance. Now, sure, they might rack up, rack up some flyer miles. And they might be able to get some deals on the hotels that way or something like that. They might be Marriott Gold members or whatever. But come on, man. It shouldn't have to come to that. When I, look, when I traveled to the Pro Bowl earlier this year, I didn't come out of my pocket one time for anything. And I am a nobody compared to like a Carson Wentz, you know, <laughs> or compared to a Kofi Kingston. You're a somebody to me, Vaughn. Well, I appreciate that. I really do. 
But even I have the benefit of having the company that I work for cover stuff because it's business. So the, the hotel, the food that I ate when I was out, while I was out there, uh, the, the Ubers I took, all that covered. Because that's how business should be. Because I'm an employee and I have benefits. Whereas they don't treat them that way. And I think that's ridiculous because if you don't classify them as employees, if you're independent contractors and let them take advantage of those outside opportunities, they should be able to take advantage of. Yeah, maybe they don't use, uh, you know, the WWE name that you gave them. That's your intellectual property. Okay, fair enough. But even if they want to use their real names, they should be able to able to land movie roles. They should be able to endorse an energy drink. They should be able to endorse a sneaker or a shoe of some sort uh, or a movie or whatever. Whatever the case may be, they should be able to secure a couple bags on their way to, to, you know, to the end of their careers. Like, I don't see why that's an, an impossibility. But WWE, and we've talked about this many times before, it's a, it's a terrible misclassification. And I'm glad that people like Andrew Yang, John Oliver are putting or shedding a light on this because it needs to be have a, a light shed on it and there's going to be a this now it's uh it's a thing now that and this presidential election might have <laughs> an effect on this because andrew yang is right if biden and harris win this election you could see either andrew yang himself or whoever the secretary of labor is at the at the request of andrew yang Come after WWE on this and challenge WWE on this. And I don't know what the outcome of that would be, but it should be challenged and something should be done about it because I think it's ridiculous. I have a huge problem with taking the money, taking money out of somebody's pockets. And whether WWE wants to try their own version of Cameo uh, which, is which will the, fail. Oh, absolutely. I mean, tout anyone. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, I don't think that was technically WWE's uh, t- like version, but, but, but tout remember did the, not the work. WWE Universe site that tried to get up and running? No, I don't actually remember that at all. It was like their own version of MySpace. You don't remember that? No, thank God. They tried to create their own like social media site. Like I oh, forget what no, years it was. It's like late twenty, late odds, early two thousand tens, and nobody used it. <laughs> Uh, man, they're always on the cutting edge of everything. I will say the Thunderdome's pretty cool, uh, all things considered. But other than that, I mean, WWE is definitely not cool. But uh, if they if they do try this, uh, I really hope they're not gonna take any money away from. Uh, I hope the stars that would partake in this are not making less than they would have had they, you know stayed whatever they were doing on these third-party apps, these third-party, you know, programs that they were using. Uh, Just if they're making the same amount, okay. Like, but I I will never, uh, you know, that's when you're taking money out of their pockets, I have a huge problem with that. So if you let them use your intellectual property, but you don't take the money out of their pockets because, God, it's your intellectual property, it's not right, and you just laid it out perfectly. Like there, there's nothing independent about this uh, whole thing. There, like the, these stars can't do, can't really do anything themselves except drive and listen to the 
whatever music they want on their rental car radio. That's about as independent as it gets uh, in WWE. So I don't really, and you know, they're, they're in one place for the rest of this year. So that's not happening anytime soon, but you know, we're talking about years and decades of this happening. Uh, you know, it happened in the eighties too. It happened in the seventies too, even before WWF became a global phenomenon, you know, guys did that. Wrestlers did that. So, you know, Vince McMahon took this professional wrestling and sports entertainment conglomerate thing and made it into the global phenomenon and then started changing the rules. And, you know, that's why I'm, I'm kind of, I really want to see a change. You know, AEW doesn't employ independent contractors. They employ employees. And that's a big difference when it comes to, you know, the health benefits and all this. Let, let's see. Well, Hopefully do, they have. Do all the wrestlers get the benefits? I have no idea. I mean, I don't know I, if I they do. I know I, they're. Um, I don't know if I think it's set yet, but I know benefits. Well, of course, that doesn't surprise but me. But I don't know if the wrestlers um, all do because that's a lot of wrestlers. Well, I know that was a talking point. If they don't do it now, hopefully they. I mean, you would hope by now they did, but if they don't, you know, hopefully it's coming soon and it's not crappy coverage. You know, like it's this isn't something that Tony Khan cannot afford. You know, they can afford it, and uh, you know, if the these executive vice presidents are, you know, as great as everyone makes them out to be, maybe they'll, you know, dock some of their salary to for the greater good of their roster. Um, but again, you know, that's why people want to go there. You know, it's a different feeling. Hey, Rusev showed up. Miro showed up last night on Dynamite and blonde hair, you know. Uh, obviously, ex you know, disgruntled WWE star. He did another shoot on WWE with the brass ring and everything. That's just common at this point. Uh, but it, it does seem like the people that go to AEW enjoy it more. Um, it is new. It, it's, you know, about a year now. So, you know, we'll see what happens in another year. We'll see what happens in two years. If I, I The last thing I want is AEW to become like WWE in the terms of how they run things. Um, behind I'm the only, scenes, I'm mainly on WWE because they're the multi-billion-dollar conglomerate that they are. Right, like, right, right. Like that AEW is still a relatively young company, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm not going to hold them to that just yet. They right, take right, care of the right. wrestlers in many other ways, right? Exactly. As far as like the pay, it, even the people com- that are competitive gone there. in the pay, right? The, the yeah, competitive like in the more. pay rates. Yeah, they're, they're competitive in the pay rates. They're, you know, they had the creativity. They're letting them, you know, be creative as they want to be. So, you know, that's cool. Sometimes but to a if fault, you're WWE but... <laughs> and you're the institution that you are, you've been around for 50, 60 years, you should probably, and, you, and you're controlling. That's the thing. AEW so far hasn't been the controlling uh, entity that WWE has been. Where before AEW, before the pandemic, AEW is allowing guys here and there to get their own bookings and whatnot and take advantage of those types of uh, uh, outside endorsement opportunities uh, where WWE does not. And that's why I I have an issue. I remember CM Punk uh, saying that he brought the idea to Vince to start advertising stuff on his, you know, wrestling gear and Vince didn't go for that. And then Brock Lesnar returns and then he's got, you know, stuff all over his gear. You know, that's just one example and that's crap. It, it really is. And I understand Brock Lesnar's uh, above all, you know, even in 2012. I know CM Punk was still kind of like high at that point. But 
I mean, nobody touched Brock Lesnar at that point. So I understand it, but I don't. I understand le- letting Brock have that, but then let everyone else have that. You know, like let them get paid because the more money they make, the happier they're going to be. I don't know if there's a correlation with Vince thinking, oh, if my talent makes more money doing something else, they're going to leave me. You know, it's they're not, not going to. Is that? It's not going to replace I think that's part that of income. It. I, I don't think it's going to replace that entire income, though. I mean, may, maybe, maybe, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know enough about these apps and how much they could really make if they did it full time, like you know, five hours a day, whatever, eight hours a day for the whole week. Maybe they, maybe they do make a ton of money, but and a WWE contract's pretty damn good, so I, I don't know if you know they're comparable or not. But I haven't done enough research. Well. It's good in wrestling. I don't mean it's good in all professional sports, but I think a part of it is you know maybe the fear that they might get too big for their britches and they don't need WWE anymore. But it's really just to control. It's really just to be able to control everything that they do. And if you do yeah. something, we yeah. gotta have our hands in it. Yep. We gotta have some say in it. We gotta. Have there's make nothing, some... nothing independent about that. Damn straight. Exactly, and that's what the issue is. If you're if they're independent, fine. They're independent. Allow them to take advantage of those opportunities and trust them that they're not going to do something crazy to right. damage your brand. Right. And I doubt any of them would. Like I, a, you do have the power to, you know, okay, well, you're fired because you did this and you represent us. Like, that, I'm still okay with that. But don't take money out of their pocket because they're wishing somebody a happy birthday, you know? Right, or they're, they're endorsing an energy drink. Right. Whatever. Like You endorse like Sonic said, for the, the longest Eagles. time. Like, come on. Plays with the Eagles do that stuff all the time. It has nothing to do with the Eagles, though. It's their thing. We may not have an endorsement deal with that energy drink, so we may not retweet it. We're not going to repost it anywhere because it's not our deal. Right. But it's their thing. They're allowed to do that. And the same thing with WWE. You don't have to. It's not really, especially if they're not using your IP as far as their name. If it's not Sasha Banks, it's Mercedes, I forget her last name, or uh, if it's not Bailey, if it's Pam, you know, uh, you know, if it's somebody like that, fine. You know, like I don't see where that's a terrible thing. If especially if not using their real names, and Mercedes Varnado is Sasha Banks's real name. But if it's Mercedes Varnado endorsing this and not Sasha Banks, which I know most people know her as Sasha Banks, so people might end up being like the endorsement brand might not want to have Mercedes. Varnado endorsed it. They might want Sasha Banks to endorse it. That's what she's known as around the world. But hey, look, if you're an actor and if you're the guy who plays Rick from The Walking Dead, he doesn't make appearances as Rick from The Walking Dead. He makes his appearances as his actual name. So, I don't know. I guess wrestling is different because the lines are blurred a little bit. You know, like, the characters are the wrestlers. The wrestlers are the characters. It, it, yeah. The lines have always been blurred in that respect. So you don't see, even when WWE people make appearances at like Comic-Con and stuff like that, if they're allowed to do it, or like, um, what's the big comic convention in San Diego that happens? It's Comic-Con. What yeah, the, I was just like, it's Comic-Con. <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con. Right. That's the major one. When they make appearances there, they're making appearances under WWE names, and so not their real-life names. Mm-hmm. It's not Austin Woods. It's Xavier Woods. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when Andrew Lincoln 
goes to Comic-Con, he's Andrew Lincoln. He's not Rick Grimes. You know what I'm saying? So that's it's always that weird uh, blurred line thing where everything else, people know this delineation between the actor and the character in wrestling. They try very much to blend those two together and create, I don't know if it's a gray area, but to, to have them to mesh. Because traditionally, that's when wrestling is very successful. Stone Cold Steve Austin probably wouldn't have been successful if he was also Steve Williams <laughs> at that point outside of wrestling. If he was just Steve Williams. The, the thing is, he was Steve Austin all the time. Now, granted, right. Steve Austin, the character, was pretty much Steve Williams, the person. At, you know, he was, he's Steve Austin legally now. So, I, But at that point, he was still Steve Williams. But he was pretty much Steve Williams, the person. It's just the volume was turned up. Can you imagine but, if they were still calling him the Regmaster and how Vince wanting that money? That's my money, damn it. A <laughs> <laughs> right. Regmaster on Cameo. Man, or if Brutus Beefcake has to cough up some money. <laughs> you know? But, you know, it, it, wrestling is a little different. I'll give it that much. But something has got to change. They got to get sad cards or something. So they get those benefits or they got to form their own union. Something. Because I think they're getting a raw deal. They're getting paid and they're putting kids through college. They're buying houses. They got cars and they're fine. They're living a good life. Don't get me wrong. Even $700,000 a year or, you know, maybe if it's a million, you can more than survive off of that. But compared to what other athletes and what other entertainers are making, not much. And they can be protected so much better with different benefits and ways they travel and stuff like that. They could, they have they have so much st- stuff coming to them that they're owed for all they put themselves through on a nightly basis. They're just not getting. And if you're WWE, if you're Vince McMahon, you you don't want to cough that up because that's gonna cost you money to cover all those wrestlers, uh, to at least give them a pension. Yeah. Like, come, you got to do something, or at least change how they travel. Like, because even yeah. that could hurt you. Like, the, the way you travel, you got to travel comfortably. If you're not, if you're in a car and you're driving yourself, and you're not comfortable. Like, that could affect your body, right? You know, as much as wrestling. So, or if you're cramped up in in commercial flights, even if you're in a business class, or let's say you're a low level person, you're traveling coach, but even if you're in first class, it's just no, charter flights, get these people all together at once. They travel together. And, yeah, make sure that they, they can take care of, man. Take care of your people, man. Like, that's that should be priority number one. You should take care of them beyond their paychecks and the catering that you give them uh, on TV tapings. Like, take care of them beyond that. And take care of them beyond when they get hurt. You know, take care of them before they get hurt. Maybe that'll help them prevent getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's just different things that they could do to take care of the people that, you know, in some cases actually break their backs in order to be out there and perform in front of for, for your product and help you help. They help. They make thousands to help make Vince McMahon billions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Take care of them a little bit. You're already underpaying them. You might as well, you know get a nice little plane for him to travel around in all together. Get some charter flights for him. I'm not saying you got to buy a plane. Uh, you know, you can get the charter flights. That's a thing that could possibly happen. Uh, 
sports teams do it all the time. <laughs> like, I don't know. So that's just my two cents on that matter. By the way, speaking of Rick Grimes, this is going to end in 2022. Did you see that? He what? The Walking Dead, I should say. Oh. Not Rick Grimes. The Walking oh. Dead will say. end in 2022 after 11 seasons. I've watched maybe two episodes total. Wow. Just never got surprised. into it. I mean, th- it's, that's one of the things I wanted to get into, and I, then I watched it, and I was kind of, eh, I don't think it's for me. I watched, the, I watched the first, like, six seasons, maybe seven. I watched the first, I want to say three on Netflix, maybe four. Uh, and I, and I was binging them, obviously. Mm. Great show. But I, I gave it up after, like, a while. Like, after, like, maybe 2016, 2017, I kind of stopped watching it. It was just, like... Just kind of watching the kind of the same themes over and over again. But I will say, if you start it, I recommend it. Binge it, and it's a great show. Like the first four or five seasons are fantastic. Well, uh, my next binging ex- experience or project should be Breaking Bad. I do want to go through all that. Mm, I did watch another the first show that I binged. The worst two, the first two or three episodes, I believe I watched, and then I got out of it. So I might have to go rewatch those just so I'm. I, that, I, I watched stuff. that on Netflix. I watched all the seasons on Netflix, like maybe 2014. Yeah. After the show that went off the air. Yep. Fantastic. I've been meaning to go back and watch it again because I haven't watched it in obviously <laughs> like six years. But I just haven't gotten around to it. Because my girlfriend, she's like, oh, I watched the first couple seasons. I didn't finish it. So I don't want to watch it all over again. I'm like, why not? We can, it's a way for us to catch up and it's a really good show. So, uh, but you know, I want to watch it again. So. <laughs> Yeah, we can we can watch and compare notes if, yeah, that, if that's cool with you. But uh, that's another show I've been meaning to get back into. Uh, also, got to finish Space Force. Got to finish The Office. Got to finish uh, yeah. Peaky Blinders. I've been into. I did not watch the episodes of The Office that Michael Scott was not in, so I should probably go watch them. Just to. I I haven't gotten to see. that point yet. Yeah. I think I'm on season five or season six, something like that. So. Oh. I got time. Spoiler: He dies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> he dies. <laughs> Never. No one can kill Michael Scott. <laughs> no one can kill Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy will never die. Yeah, if he didn't By die way, from that, that bump he took, that at, was, uh, it's just a weird catchphrase, even for a pro wrestler. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, I just, it's so weird because he's eventually gonna die. So stop. <laughs> like. <sighs> That's messed up. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> We're all gonna die. Come on. <laughs> I know. Maybe I shouldn't. We shouldn't end on that note. <laughs> We're all gonna no. die. Thanks for listening to episode two fifty one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, life's a bitch, and didn't you die? <laughs> well, Dallas beat Vegas in game three, so they're up two to one in that Western Conference final. They're in the Western Conference finals. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Dallas Stars can go to the Western Conference Finals. That's pretty yep. cool. Yep. Yep. Would that be the first time since they won it? Like ninety nine. I don't or even like remember. I, mean, like I don't think they've been there Brett since. Hall? But okay. Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> let's wrap it up for episode two fifty one. <laughs> we took AEW and WWE to task on this episode. So yes, equal opportunity are... bashers. Exactly. I was just about to say something like that. It's going to be equal <laughs> opportunity task takers but there you know, bashes is much cleaner <laughs> shorter you said it way better than i thought about saying it so 
I had it in my yes. mind about a half hour ago, so I wanted to make sure I set it and there not not save the episode and go, damn it, and then re-edit my voice into it and just be all weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I will close it out with some plugs, and you can follow me at Nick Pacone on Twitter and follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash Shooters Radio, and you'll be able to find this podcast. I will edit out my curse word earlier uh, in, in this episode. I wrote down the the time where that I said it. So family-friendly friend, podcast, as always, on phillyvoice.com and phillyinfluencer.com. I am at Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. Uh, if you can't find me there, you might be able to find me out here in these streets. More than likely you won't, but there might be a chance. Um, also, I got writing on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I'm still writing. I'm out here writing a lot. So check me out there, PhiladelphiaEagles.com. But until next time, for Nick Bacone, I am Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening to episode 251 of The Straight Shooters. And we'll catch you all again next week. Peace.